York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here, giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk these Knicks versus 76ers. It looks like this is there echo for you guys. What's going no. on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time. Alright, it's time to talk Knicks versus 76ers. The Knicks lose to the 76ers 125-109. These 76ers dissected us. They had their newly acquired James Harden compared with Joel Embiid. Took us to school, forced turnovers, went to the free throw line, and pretty much dismantled the Knicks. The Knicks kept it close though. Led briefly in the fourth quarter when Emmanuel quickly finally came alive, cracking 20 points for the first time in ages, but still he fell short. Julius Randle and company did not leave up or live up to the expectations. And the Knicks lose two. These championship contending 76ers, 125 to 109. We're going to talk about it all. Before we talk about it, man, we already got to give you some introductions. All right. First and foremost, I'm going to introduce the old, the old guys first, and then I'm going to introduce a new friend. All right. <laughs> first, first and foremost, you already know what it is. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building, another tough loss. Glad to be here, though. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I also already know who this is. I call him the raw metaphor. It is the raw Hebrew remnant. Yo, what's up, Ryan G? My man, Heineken. My man, yeah, Jay Ellis. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if, if you don't know this man already, if, if you don't follow this man on Twitter, um, what are you doing? That's all I'm have to say. What are you doing? This guy, I call Ryan G the stats and the facts, man, right? But Tommy Beer is the official, real deal, holy field stats and the facts, man. A lot of times, sometimes, I'll be grabbing some stats from, from over there and putting him on the show. But <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, he's an NBA analyst. Um, he, he appeared on NBC. He used to write for Forbes. And he has a newsletter route right now that you should definitely tap into Um Shout out to my man, Tommy Beer. What's going on, Tommy? What's going on, fellas? Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. Yeah, much appreciated. Definitely much appreciated, man. I know you got to leave very quickly, so I want to get right to it. Um, Tommy, man, uh, I know this was like one of those false sense of security games where I feel like, you know, we kind of were in the game, but not really because you kind of already knew what the outcome of this game was going to be. Um, But... When you look at the outlook of this team and you and do you feel like there's anything that we can take from this game that we can actually grow from? Because it seems like, you know, we, we've been stuck in a rut with playing the same on veterans. But um, you know, there've been some glimpses of things lately, but do you feel like there's something that we can take from this game where it's like, hey, right, this glimpse can be a star um after this week? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're looking for positives, you're looking kind of glass half full. 
Um, RJ was inefficient, um, but, you know, put up 25-plus points again, uh, continues to play downhill, get to the basket, get to the free throw line. Yes, of course, he needs to make his free throws, um, but still encouraging that, um, you know, he continues to get to the free throw line, playing aggressively. Um, you know, basically three-pointers or free throws um, is, is kind of where he's, uh, you know, is kind of where he's eaten lately. Um, it's good to see he didn't knock down three-pointers today, um, which, you know, obviously hurt his, you know, his hurt his efficiency as well. Um, and then uh, we had um, an IQ, a, a good IQ game, which is something we haven't been able to say for a while. He had that one 18-point game prior to the All-Star break. Um, before that was averaging like, you know, six points for about six weeks and really incredibly yeah. – um, inefficient offensively. Um, you know, he continues to play hard uh, defensively, um, you know, give you a good effort when he's out on the floor, but just hasn't been knocking down a shot. And when he's not knocking down a shot, um, you know, it can be a bit of a liability. Um, and then Jericho Sims. Jericho um, Sims. Had, had 10 rebounds in his first eight minutes or so on the floor. Obviously um, showed some some defensive acumen, um, which you like to see. And he didn't, and, and really the thing that, that has impressed me most about Sims is his ability to kind of switch out on, on quicker guards and right. wings, um, you know, when they run high pick and rolls. Uh, you know, he didn't get the really chance to show that uh, this afternoon, but that's something that he's kind of featured, showcased in, in games past. So a lot to like there. Um, we'll see if he uh, gets an opportunity. You know, you, you assume as well as that, as well as he's played, he'll continue to get an opportunity um, to log some decent minutes. But with our buddy Thibs, who knows, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who the who knows, man? Our buddy Thibs, man. We've been having problems turning the ball over, and it seems like uh, we should have an actual point guard out there. At sometimes, maybe the ball will be turned over a little bit less. I don't know. Wild idea. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Point guard in the NBA. What? No, it's positionless, man. It's positionless. Yeah, What's crazy. wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, uh, yo, Ryan G, is there anything you feel like we could build on today? Um, I feel like Tommy said a lot. Um, he pretty much said it all right there about what the, what the Knicks can build on. You got to be, you know, Jericho Sims. I definitely saw positive with him because even though he didn't score any points, he did grab ten boards, and he was the only guy with a positive plus minus today. And on top of that. I felt like he did play solid defense on MB. Like he may have got a he may have got a fouled out, but he did show good ability to guard a man one on one. Even though you know sometimes you know his defensive um his um defensive like positioning can be a liability at yeah. times. And um and also I did like because look you know we all know point guard is a big issue for the Knicks right now and. I've been one of the guys where I'm like, I cannot stand watching Burks at crunch time and point guard because it just, the offense just does not flow and, and everything. And I think we're quickly being in the game late. Like if, if this is not going to try McBride whatsoever, you know, at least give quickly those crunch time minutes because then, because the Knicks offense didn't actually didn't look terrible. I think in crunch time today, I think the only issue with that, the Knicks were not hitting their shots. Because there was, like, a few plays at the rim. The Knicks missed easy baskets. And then on top of that, I think quickly went baseline. And he actually hit Burks for open corner three. And Burks missed that as well. And when you're behind, you're not going to win the game if you're going to miss your shots. So, you know, I think um, those are the positives that, you know, I can point to in this game. Yeah. My, my argument for quickly has always been that, okay, he's not hitting shots. But is he creating open shots? And if he's creating open mm. shots for people, then he, he's halfway doing his job. Now, granted, he's not the prototypical point guard where you can 
bring up the bring up the ball and control the offense for the entire game. But he can he can push the pace more than Burks can, and he set up he set up Burks for open shots. He set up Julius Randle for open shots, and that's all you really need. That's I mean that's bare minimum what we can get, but. Obviously, we want to see a little bit more for McBride, I, and I know Tom Tommy has been Team McBride all the way along, along with our, our guy on, on the bottom right, <laughs> who's always been a Team McBride for sure. Uh. Yeah, yeah. What about Cam? You know what? You know what I really liked about today's game? What? Where? Here's my thing with Tom. Right? He has this thing where he doesn't want to play the youth. But then when he does play the youth, he kind of plays them almost all together. And maybe he might stagger in Randall or RJ. What I liked about today um, is you get to see Sims with the starters. So you it, it litigates the mis- it kind of litigates the mistakes where, you know, most some of the guys might know where to go, especially in the first quarter when they actually have their mind straight. Because after the first quarter, the starters kind of just go off the rails. But especially in the first quarter, when you start to 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 stagger the minutes with the bench and the starters, I feel like he can get more of a real sense of what some of these guys can do. So like quickly with the starters, you start to see, okay, he's not going to chuck as much. He can hit the three. Cam Reddish played with the starters today um, for, the, for I feel like maybe the, the second time since he's been here. And, you know, he looked pretty good to me when he, when he played with the starters. Uh, what do you think about Cam with the starters today, Tommy? Yeah, I thought he's he's played well. I wasn't a huge Reddish fan um, before they got him. And, and to be honest, he hasn't shown me much. Um, you know, he's shown kind of flashes here and there. Right. Um, competes a little bit defensively. Um, I don't love his shot selection. That, you know, those those are the kind of things that have, that have held him back um, over his first couple of years in Atlanta. Um, the talent is there. The upside is there. Um, you know, 6'9", six, 6'8", six, great, great length. Um, you know, he has that package. He has the tool set. You know, can he put it together? I don't know. Obviously, we should use the final 20 games of the season. You, you would think that the Knicks would use um, these last two months to figure out kind of what they have. Um, what kind of contract are they willing to offer him? Um, do they want to trade him this offseason? You know, kind of figure out where he fits in, um, you know, going forward. But, um, you know, he's had opportunities to kind of, um, you know, show, you know, kind of what he can bring to the table. And he, he's kind of seen some good with some bad. Um, so, um, you know, I guess, uh, I, again, I, I wasn't a, I didn't, I didn't love the, the reddish move when they made it. Um, I thought it was a relatively low risk trade, um, but um, it, 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 it's not like he's wowed me in any way, shape or form um, in what I've seen so far. But, um, you know, he, he does have those, those few drives a game. He's a player that can create his own shot, which is something that the Knicks desperately need. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see what he can do, with it, you know, down the stretch here. Yeah, I agree with you. I, even if you're not a big, if you're a big fan of Reddit or not, and uh, you know, being right, like I was a fan of the move, but with a caveat. The caveat is if he plays, right? Because yeah. if he doesn't play, then we're in trouble. We got Grimes in front of him, we got RJ in front of him, and it seems like we kind of kick the can down the road a little bit. And if we don't play our cards right, we're not only you know we'll lose a first round pick. We're in reality, if we didn't make the move, we would just lose Knox. But now if we if he doesn't play. Then we lose Knox plus a first round pick, which is even worse. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, you know, I have a, I have a question for you uh, based off of that because there has been news right before the trade deadline, right? There was a rumor going around that involved Cam Reddish to the Lakers. Um, I think the, the Knicks are going to free up some cap space and get some picks back. Um, being that you weren't as a huge fan of Cam, what did you? What was your feelings about that potential move? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, um, you know, that I probably would have preferred, you know, to, to either acquire, especially if they could have acquired a future draft pick, um, because that's kind of where the, the direction is headed. It all depends on, um, you know, whether you view Reddish as a, as a positive going forward or not. And um, they have him for at least one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally wouldn't be comfortable giving him a long-term contract from, from what I've seen over his first three years in the league. Um, but uh, so that's kind of the things you got to take into, you know, into account when you trade for a young player. Um, it's, you know, not if you're trading him for the rest of this contract, but also obviously if you're giving up assets to acquire a player, do you feel and view him as a long-term piece? And, um, I'm not, I'm not high on that, uh, on that particular prospect, depending on, you know, if they can lock him into a team friendly deal, um, you know, that, that's something that, that could be interesting, but a player with that, that kind of upside usually, um, is, is hesitant to take a, a team friendly contract and somebody will probably give him some type of contract that, would make it difficult for the Knicks to match. But, you know, I guess we'll we'll get into that down the road. Yeah, I think we're going to be in a, in a lot of problems. I mean, you're going to have a lot of decisions to make. I mean, we got Mitch coming up as well, so I know we're going to have to make a decision on him. We got RJ. RJ and Cam, you know, came in at the same time. So <laughs> that's going to be – if both of them end up hitting, that might be a, a, tricky, uh, a tricky situation because you can't pay both of them money, really. So I feel like you might have to end up, end up flipping – one either way and the one probably would probably be cam but if if that's the case to me um uh do you want to, do you guys have anything to add to that or should i ask can i ask another question i just want to i know tommy's time is limited tommy have you heard anything regarding any internal turmoil in terms of the diff the the, the in uh, upper the um front office and tibs with the handling of the youth players versus the vets and what direction they want to go. Is there any, like, are they all on the same page as far as what you're hearing? Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard anything, you know, other than, than what Begley's reported and Berman has kind of hinted at that there, you know, you can, the situation is um, from Tibbs perspective is he's obviously wants to win as many games as he can. Um, you know, regard, you know, he's not so much as worried, you know, it, when he first came in, his idea was to turn this thing around quickly, win every game, every every quarter that he steps on the floor, which is what paid benefits last year. Um, the thing, but that that kind of hard-headedness is working against them this season because not only are the Knicks not are are the Knicks losing games. So what are they four and fifteen? Their last six. 19 games they have the worst record in the the worst record not not a pretty good record not floating they have the worst record in the nba over the last six weeks of the nba season they've lost more games over that last six weeks than any team in the nba so not only are you losing games but you're not learning anything about the players that are going to be here long term you know you're playing alec burks who's a shooting guard who's a 30 year old wing player 34 minutes a game at point guard instead of giving those minutes to uh, Deuce McBride, a player who, you know, whatever you think of the G League, he's played extremely well in the G League. He's played well in the spot minutes you gave him early. He had that nine assists, zero turnover game in Houston, um, you know, in, in mid-December. Um, didn't play well in, in the next two starts when they started him. Um, but again, the thing that kind of irks me about Tibbs and I'm not and I'm not saying he should be fired because the guy is you know he's a talented coach um, but there's a caveat there he needs to kind of adjust his mentality if, if he wants to stick around I think because things are getting ugly now um, if you say that players have to earn their minutes 
What has Alec Burks and, – and, and, and this is not a faulting Alex Burks. This guy a, 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 has been a wing his whole entire life. He's never right. had to play point guard. He shouldn't have to play point guard. He's not a starting point guard in the NBA. If, a, if your starting point guard played 34 minutes tonight, had zero assists, two turnovers, was minus 19, what do you have to lose? I guess that's my biggest question. What do you possibly have to lose by playing Deuce McBride? He can't possibly play much worse. And even if he plays just as bad, at least you find out, okay, we got to, you know, maybe we got to offer Jalen Brunson big money this offseason. Maybe we, you know, try to convince Jokobitis. We give him a little bit more of a contract incentive to come over from overseas. You're not going to learn. We're going to enter next season with the same questions about Deuce McBride as we have right now instead of using this time. You know, either you lose and don't learn or you lose and you learn. Right. And that's, I think, the biggest issue with Tibbs going on. So do I have any, you know, um, have I heard rumblings that the front office would probably like to get these younger guys into games? Certainly. But uh, keep in mind, Leon Rose knows that the Knicks are, you know, the Knicks finished 25 games below 500 or, you know, somewhere, you know, with, with one of the league's worst record. That doesn't look great on his resume. Um, but he's certainly, you know, Rose and World Wide West. Those guys are more content to kind of lose, you know, to not be as competitive on a nightly basis if we get to see some Tibbs and Cam and, and Sims minutes, um, not only because it would improve the Knicks lottery, um, but it'll, again, it would also, in, you know, it would make their picks look better. And, you know, they, they, right. they certainly take a, a long-term picture. Um, you know, they can, they can look further down the road than Tibbs can. Um, but uh, yeah, at this point, um, it, it, there's only 21, 20 games, 21 games left of the season, fellas. That's, that's like it. it's, not a thing where we're getting late now you know like even if you even if you start mcbride you have a good sample size now but are we going to wait five more games and only see him you know 15 games let's say he turns his ankle in the second start then you miss two weeks and now you only at, at some point you have to see what this kid has um and there's really no downside to it because you're taking away minutes from a player that is one year left on his contract and is going to be 32 years old and is not part of the long-term future of the, of the team now, Tommy, that's a good point you brought up. That's, that's what I was really trying to focus on. I'm trying to find out, number one, is it true what, what Mark Berman reported that Tibbs pushed to get McBride? And number two, if he did, is the front office reflecting what you just conveyed in terms of, listen, we, I think we're done this season. Can we see what we have in this kid before we go ahead and chase Jalen Brunson or someone else? Can we see what we have? Uh, are they conveying that to Tom Thibodeau? Yes, and I think you bring up a good point that that you know Tibbs wanted him at a you know he is it, that's that's kind of the weird thing. McBride's yeah. a defense, he's a defensive minded, gritty heart. He's not a flashy between the legs. He's not Bones Highland. He's not one of these guys that's going to chuck thirty shots in thirty minutes and you know put up a lot of points, but. You know, give you give up guys. No, he gets after you defensively. He guards guys ninety four feet. That's just something McBride can't do at this stage of his career. Nor should he be asked to do at this stage of the career. He's going to push tempo. The Knicks have trouble scoring in half court. It'll push the pace. The Knicks are more effective when the when they when they do that. We saw that today with quickly in the second half when he kind of got the tempo going. You get open looks for Obi. Randall seems to be more engaged. Barrett plays downhill. We know he's comfortable pushing the pace. Yep. Um, so these are all things that McBride can bring to the table. So that is the is, is what's most curious to me um, as to and and anytime you, 
um, Tibbs is asked about Deuce McBride. He, he competes in practice. We love what he sees in the G League. It'd be one thing if he said he needs to work on a shot selection or kind of hinted at. Um, obviously, if he's unhappy, you know, coaches are going to tell you, you know, they're not going to throw a guy under the bus. Um, but, again, the, the thing about Tibbs is he's, a, he's kind of, since, he, since he's arrived at day one, has preached accountability. Um, I didn't think he was accountable when Julius Randle took a month off in the nope. middle of the season and decided not to play defense for the entire month of December. Um, he still played 30 in the game. It's true. Right? Right? He's a completely different person, right? He's a completely different person. Yeah. One mistake, he gets yanked, and Randle makes five, jumps in the air and throws, a, throws the ball away night after night. Listen, Randle brings good things to the table. Randle was a huge part of, of getting – Tibbs, a coach of the year award. I understand the loyalty he has, but you can't say that that you know after the Nets loss last Thursday, Tip everything's on the table now. You know nothing. You know we have to reconsider, and that's the right thing to say. Because Is it the truth? This yeah. is <laughs> the drain. The, the Knicks are eleven games under five hundred right now. They're four games back of the ten seed. If they somehow get into the ten seed, which would require them to be playing, they're about to go on a seven game road trip which they're going to, you know, which is difficult. They play at Philly. They play at Miami. They play at Phoenix. Loss, loss, loss. So at some point, you've got to realize this is where the season's going. And what what are you going to have to show for the season? We, we'll be more convinced that Alex Burks is not an NBA point guard. We'll find out whether McBride can play or not. So um, you have very good questions. I think Tibbs would obviously – um, you know, I, I, that's the, that's the, are they, I would assume that Rose and, and Tibbs will, will get on the same page sooner rather than later, but it's getting later rather than sooner at this point. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, man. Like, I, I, I don't know how much time you have left. Cause I'll keep firing questions at you, but, um, <laughs> like, here's the thing, right? People will say that we haven't developed anybody. Right. And the thing that I can say is Mitch and RJ have been, have developed, now, at the end of this season, we can very possibly lose Mitch. Do you have any idea if the front office is playing with the, is playing with the idea of keeping him, Mitch, throwing money at him, or, or or do you think they're throwing the idea of actually trading him um, this summer for like a sign and trade situation? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it's all going to come down to what Mitch thinks he deserves where the Knicks are willing to meet halfway. Um, the, the encouraging part about the Knicks front offices is their, you know, analytics dictate a lot of what the moves they made. They brought in Bach Ollers, kind of a cap, cap, uh, cap, uh, yeah. cap expert, you know. Um, so the, I, I, I think they're on, they're willing to kind of let the market dictate what Mitch is worth. Um, I think obviously you have to be encouraged what Sims brings to the table. You still have Noel under contract for one more year. The thing about Mitch um, is he, he doesn't, I would be uncomfortable giving him big money long-term. Um, one, his free throw shooting continues to get worse. I, I, why he, why he's still shooting free throws with his heels on the ground. I, I don't know. Um, but he, he just hasn't improved on that, uh, on that end of the floor. Um, uh, and injury history. I mean, are you willing to commit big money long-term? Um, so, you know, I guess, you know, I'd be cool in the eight to $10 million area, um, not a lot of teams have cap space. There's only really five teams in the NBA that are going to have cap space. And a player like Robinson, as impactful as he is from game to game, he can kind of disappear for, for 
games at a stretch for weeks at a stretch. He's kind of nullified by, you know, potent, powerful centers, as we saw in Bede and, and, some, and some others of late. Um, but, you know, Bede beats up everybody, so that's not really fair to knock Mitch for. Um, but, uh, you know, until he can contribute on, on – and part of that's, again, playing without a point guard. Um, you know, you assume if you have a pick and roll, you throw lops up. That's, that's easy dunks for Mitch. So yeah. at the right price, I'd love to keep Mitch around. Um, I'm not sure what that price that what that right price is. I'm sure the Knicks won't overpay, um, but if there is a you know a reasonable contract right around the middle level exception of eight nine million, um, I, I think that's probably a fair cro- contract given what he brings to the table and the, and the issues um, that come along with his uh, durability questions. Yeah. Um, but again, players like him are relatively replaceable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at what Sims brings to the table, you know, even Todd Gibson, age 36, has, has contributed 36 minutes. Uh, Drummond got a one, $2 million contract this year. Dwight Howard, who I'd want no part of, you know, gets, gets, <laughs> gets, the, gets the veterans minimum. Um, but there are guys like that um, that, that, that are, are I, similar. You don't have to break the bank for a big center. If, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm Richard Robinson's agent, I want what Robert Williams III got in Boston. That's what I'm looking at. So I'm thinking three years, 33 million, 39 million. And the problem with Mitch that I have seen is when, you, when, when they have a point guard playing with him and that point guard is looking for him as he's penetrating, it opens up Mitch to start doing everything. It just, it just gets him in the flow. Today and last game, nobody's looking for him. So he's got to get his own basket. He's got to get his own shots off of the offensive board. Plus, yeah. of course, he has to guard two guys a lot of times, where, yeah. you know, as he did today. So I don't blame him for that. Yes, he can improve his foul shooting. But I also remember last summer he couldn't work on anything because of the fact that he had the foot issue. Absolutely. So I'm expecting him, I'm expecting him to, to rebound this summer and you know, work on his offensive game, work on his foul shooting, and come back next year in shape, ready to, to go to the next step. So I'm thinking if I'm his agent, if Robert Williams III got $13 million a year, I want my guy to get that because I, I feel like he would get that on the open market. We'll find out in about three months. Um, yes, and, uh, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll definitely find out. And, I mean, and to be honest with you, Ro, I kind of feel like the the length and defensive, you know, the defensive presence of Bam Adebayo one night and the next night you have Joel Embiid. These guys aren't no aren't slouches on yeah. the defensive end. They're, they're guys who can kind of play pick and roll basketball and kind of do a good job of. You know, kind of doing something similarly what Mitch does, like you know, deter uh, deter the board handler and and deter the lob at the same time. So I feel like who who did you just name? Who did you just name? Uh, Bam. Oh, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Well, he's a hundred million dollar player. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, then we got on so, I mean, Joel Embiid, who's MVP right. two way player. I think right, that right. had a lot so to do with. Yeah, we can't compare Mitch to those guys. No, 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 no. You're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying the reason why. I feel like the reason why it was tougher to get him the ball in these last two games is because you have guys who are like who are defensive bigs, long defensive oh, I, bigs okay. who can deter point guards from throwing that lob. And no, you're right, but you're right about that. But I mean, I still I don't see, I didn't see a concerted effort to try to get him the rock in in the paint. Right. You know, and and to me, it's, it's the two of the things of the millions of problems the Knicks have. Two, one on the defensive end, they're not stopping the point of attack. And nope. on the other side, they're not getting into the, point, the paint as other teams' point guards are getting into the paint against us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, too. Um, 
Tommy, oh God, oh, I'm always before I ask you a question, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look at you like, how are you feeling? <laughs> five more minutes, fire away. All right, five more minutes, fire away. <laughs> All right, I know a lot of Knicks nation. This Knicks nation, everyone is is upset. The coach, he's not making adjustments. He's played the same lineup for f- over 400 minutes and has yielded the worst rating in the NBA. And they, they feel, they, rightfully so, they feel like Tibbs is kind of, you know, stuck in his ways. Um, do you feel like the front office is actually looking to remove Tibbs at some point because they feel like they are in different spaces? Or do you feel like, you, you know, maybe they close... They call some of their own doom, and they're trying to let them live and have another year to figure it out. Yeah, I would have said three weeks ago that it's not even an option, not even on the table. I I, I don't think Tibbs is getting fired before the end of the season. One, it doesn't accomplish a lot. Um, two, there's solid relationship there. It's not like Leon Rose came in uh, with with Tibbs already in place. You know, these guys have worked together. Tibbs is a CAA client. Um, they have a professional re- relationship that goes back decades. Um, so they're not going to look to throw anybody under the bus. They're not looking to disrespect anybody. Even if they did, it's not like they're a full, you know, a five seed and they, you know, fire up the team and we'll get, you know, home court advantage. And, you know, um, so there's little to be gained at this point from firing, from firing Thibodeau. Um, do I think that there's a, a possibility that they'll look at, at replacing him this off season? Yeah. Uh, I, I think when a team, um, performs, plays as poorly as they do and a lot of it's self-inflicted or at least you could make the argument that's a, a decent percentage of it is self-inflicted by the stubbornness of rotations yeah um you know we saw obi and and and, and randall four five today um it took both players both centers that, that that were the only centers that tibbs was willing to play both had to foul out right for the, for, see that you know um, well, is, can the can t- can a, can an Ob Randall four five combo work? Is there issues there? Definitely. Can it be successful? I don't know, but let's find out. Is Deuce McBride a starting caliber NBA point guard? Our our second round picks are very infrequently starting caliber NBA point guards. But let's find out. Right. We know Alex Burks is not an NBA starting point guard. Absolutely. So let's not, you know, and again, a lot of this is on Burks, and it's not really fair to him. He's being miscast terribly in a, in a role that he's not comfortable in, and, and, and he's putting, he's being put in a position where it's very difficult for him to succeed. Can McBride, you know, succeed in that role? I don't know, but let's find out. That's that's kind of the point. So if this season is, is a, the worst case scenario, the, in the NBA, the one place you don't want to be is where the Knicks are right now in the standings. Not good enough to be competitive. Again, even if they somehow, the Hawks fell apart, Trey Young hurts his ankle, and the Hawks slip, and the Knicks slip into that 10 seed, they're going to get blown out yeah. by the Raptors. Yeah. In the, in the, in the, I mean, they're not, a, they're, not a, they're not ready to compete. So you, you, they're not good enough to be a competitive playoff team, and they're not bad enough to be near the bottom of the standings. So that's really no man's land. In NBA, you know, mm-hmm. in NBA, that's death because you're not going to get a high quality draft pick to improve your franchise, and you're not going to get playoff experience, and you're not ready to compete at that level. Um, so, the, the, and and the worst case, so the worst case scenario is not losing games in the NBA. The worst case scenario is losing games but not gaining anything from it. So, right. not only are you not improving your lottery position, you're not losing enough to improve to drastically, you know, get a, you know. Jordan, Jaden Ivey, um, whatever, whatever, you know, Chet Holgram, whatever guy you want to throw out there. Um, 
and not and so you're not gaining that in terms of draft position. Now you're not even learning anything about the guys you spent last year's draft picks on. You know, find out if Deuce McBride can play. Find you traded a first round pick for Reddish. Give him 30 minutes a night with the starter you talked about. Mm-hmm. Not throw him out there with you know a, a guys he hasn't practiced with, etc. You know, give and, and also let McBride know once you once you make a mistake, I'm going to yank you. We're going back to first. Let these guys know, give them confidence. Um, listen, you're going to be out there. We're going to roll with you. Play hard as long as you play hard. We're going to, we can live with mistakes. Um, and and I I think that's kind of the issue. Um, yeah. do, do 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 I think Rose understands more than the Nick fans have a right to be angry, but you know they want to win games. They want to improve their record. They're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs no. yet. All that other stuff. Um, but again, if you look at the season and these and these guys haven't been given a shot, and there's really nothing to show for it, will public sentiment be so strong that Dolan comes to Rose and happen. says, "Listen, we got it. The fans are going crazy. My ticket sales are down 17 percent. Mm. Uh, the ratings are down 31 percent. You got to throw meat to the wolves. Um, either I'm gonna, you know, you got to fire somebody. Listen, this, this is reality. This, this is happening. This it's slowly like, happening." Yeah. You know, yeah. so at some, do I think that that will be on the table if things kind of continue? Where because right now the Knicks aren't just bad; they're boring and bad, and that's a deadly combination yes. for me. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, you you're yeah. right. It's it's slowly happening. I don't know if you guys have been watching uh, MSG lately, but a few nights in the row, you're starting to hear other fans yep. uh, start to yes. creep in. Yes, that hasn't happened all season. Not if that hasn't happened in even when the Knicks were terrible, right? Um, part of it was that just you know there was just kind of random spectators there, and you know kind of you know folks that couldn't get opera tickets would go to the Garden. Um, but you're right, the Nets game last Thursday, the Sixers game today, that's the type of stuff that executives and and guys that you know PR people get in Dolan's ear, and those are the things that have ramifications, not just losing games, um, but those that we kind of look at as innocuous kind of ha 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 things on Twitter. Those are the things that 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 people that because that that may that may uh, do, directly impact the bottom line, and that's when Dolan might get upset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I don't. Think you're going to hear Mount Dolan erupt any day now. Yeah, man, <laughs> the crowd gets crazy. Now, Ryan, I don't know if you got anything. Oh well, I do have one question because I've been wondering about this for a while now. Because when you look at the Knicks situation, it's like okay, the Knicks have trouble bringing in big name free agents doesn't matter whether it's free agency doesn't matter whether it's, whether it's through trades or whatever the case may be and i've always wondered that because i think there's been a few like drafts that have gone by where there's been a possibility for the knicks to move up in the draft to try to see if they can try to convince a team to you know you know let's you know i'll give up the future first round picks or whatever the case may be let's jump up and try to get you know a point guy that we think is going to change the team around or whatever the case may be like would you like to see in the future since, you know, the Knicks are really in desperate need of somebody that can really turn the franchise around? Like in the future, would you like to see the Knicks actually try to make an aggressive move in the, an aggressive move in the draft where they actually give a future first round pick to try to move up and try to actually get like a real like star coming out of college to see if they could try to turn the franchise around rather than like waiting for a situation where, you know, uh, there's like a, you know, a star player disgruntled and they could possibly trade for that player, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I mean, listen, you got to trust your, your scouts. you got to trust your personnel guys. Um, it's weird. Now, listen, you talk about franchise-changing point guards. Knicks had an opportunity to Tyrese Halliburton when, when they drafted Obi. you know. 
Um, and, um, you know, it's one of those things. I, I, I know I wanted Halliburton. The Knicks fans wanted Halliburton. Um, so that, that, you know, that's a, a thing you kick, kick yourself. To be fair, they got quickly at 25, um, who's an NBA rotation player. That's a really good, you know, late first-round pick. Grimes is an NBA rotation player, in my opinion. Um, that's a really good late first-round pick. Jokobitis. 34th overall pick in last year's draft. He's really been really, really good in Europe. Um, you guys will hear a lot about him. He's on pace to win the, the, rising, star, the rising Star Award in the EuroLeague. Um, he's playing for Bar- um, Barcelona out there. Um, not playing a ton of minutes, but hitting threes. He shoots like 50% from three. He can get downhill, play off the ball. Um, so I think he's a, a name that you're going to hear a lot about. Um, and, and there's reasons to be really optimistic that he, that he can be a rotation player. I think McBride um, has shown definite possibilities and potential. Um, but if you, if you miss near the top, it kills you. The, not, the knocks with, say, we know Shea Gilders-Alexander, yeah. you know, we, Miles, um, uh, Miles uh, Bridges r- right, right after that. Um, you know, those are the type of things that really set you back as, as a franchise if you miss it with, the, with those lottery picks. Um, so, you know, in order to move up, what I have given up, you know, five first-round picks to draft Luka Doncic um, when, the, when the, um, uh, the Kings were crazy enough to not take him at number two and the, and the Hawks traded out of the number three spot. Absolutely. He's the, one of those guys that, that, you know, if that opportunity presents itself – there's, you know, it's, it's almost like a, a first round, pick, you know, you know, trading up from eight to two to get that starting quarterback. Because if you don't have a starting quarterback in the NFL, you can't win. You know, like yeah. if you don't have a, a, a decent starting quarterback in the league, um, you know, ask the Rams. I'm a Lions fan. Um, oh, damn. So, so, you know, <laughs> I know how bad it can be, um, you know, and, 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 I, and I knew how good Stafford was, but you still got to surround him with the right complementary pieces. Um, so, so, yeah, and it's kind of similar in the NBA. If you don't have one of the eight best players in the NBA, let's say you can't win a championship. History tells us that. Go back and look at the last 30 years. Every team that's won a title, essentially, um, outside of the 2004 Pistons, maybe, has had one of the five best players in the NBA. Um, so you need one of those guys to win a title. And typically those guys don't fall to nine or eight or 12 or six even. You've got to get them at one, two, or three. Um, and, uh, you know, with the Knicks, you know, the crazy thing about the Knicks, too, is when you think about, you know, bad luck and, and, and draft and just kind of the malaise that is the dark cloud that's hung over the franchise. The Knicks have lost more games this century than any team in the NBA. They haven't had a top two pick. It's hard to lose that many games. That yeah. Many That's just bad luck, man. For real. <laughs> it's, bad luck. It's, 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 it's being just bad enough not to, to, to fall out of the top five. Um, the one year they had a number three pick, it, you know, John Morant went number two. Um, we know Barrett's been great, but, geez, John Morant. I mean, every yeah. night the dude is, 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 a, is, a, is a highlight. Both guards that the Knicks have. You know, yeah, I think cried. about John Morant. I cried. You know? Um, so, you know, that being said, uh, I think um, this, uh, this, you know, because uh, keep in mind, the Knicks have a, I think it's like a, a 0.5% chance of making the plan. They have around, a, as of today, they have around a 19% chance of finishing um, eighth or below in the lottery, which gives you like, uh, 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 they have a, um, they're, they're projected to finish around eighth or ninth in the lottery right now, which gives them a 90% chance to finish with the top four pick and like a 4% chance of, of getting number one. Um Teams below them in the standings right now are the Kings. We know Fox is playing better now that, that Hal Burns out of the picture, and they got um, Sabonis. They've been playing a little bit better late. Um, the Blazers are, are right around there. So there's definitely an opportunity for the Knicks to sink further 
um, and, and kind of increase. I know Nick fans don't want to hear that right now, but got to start looking at things, you know, especially I think the point where Nick fans will kind of that where it will sink in is when the Nick is when the Knicks return from the seven game road trip um, that they're about to embark uh. on. They, they could lose, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they lost those seven. Um, mm-hmm. and they could lose three or four or five, you know, whatever the case is, they're 11 or 12 games under 500 right now. Um, so that, at that point you're talking 14 games left in the season, 15, 16, 17 games under 500. Um, so that obviously at that point you can, you know, kind of look at, look at, you're going to take a kind of a different view on things. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes, but um, maybe this is the year they get lucky in the lottery as opposed to unlucky. They haven't, they, the Knicks in that 20 year stretch have never improved their draft position. They no. haven't, you know, they haven't got dropped further back yep. every years. They've stayed kind of where they were supposed to, but they've never improved their, they've never gone from four to one. They've never gone from six to two, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, we'll absolutely. see if this is where that happens. Yeah. I, I don't know if you uh, know a Woj a Woj uh, thing came through. Did y'all see it? No, no. what happened? Mm-hmm. No. Um, they're discussing the Knicks are discussing an extension with Mitchell Robinson right now. Let's let's go. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Gunshots. All right. <laughs> they want to get it done ahead of free agency. Look at that! Look at that! Breaking news: Mitchell Robinson is is looking to be extended by these New York Knicks. And I I don't know if you know this, Tom Tommy, but. I think a lot of Knicks fans um, might be more on your wavelength than you think. No one, uh, yeah. nobody is like, let's make the play. I think everybody is <laughs> on the play. On the, everybody is like, uh, tank for Ivy. That's what I've been seeing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so be- there's, there's some good guys at the top. I'm, I'm going to put out my first um, mock draft, I think, later this week or early next week. And the, the, the fortunate thing is there's. Um, some really talented players up top, but there's some good guys in that, you know, four, five, six, seven range. Um, you know, there's there's not that that one. I'm not a huge Chet Holmgren guy. I'm a little bit worried about his durability, but obviously you get him at yeah. five or ten. Amen. Amen, brother. That's what yeah, I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, and I've watched a little bit of Ivy. Like, the, the, the highlights are eye-popping. Um, a little bit worried about the form on his jumper, some of the shot selection. I don't love the way he kind of gets after it defensively. Mm. Um, Keep talking, brother. You're talking my game. But I would have said the same thing about Anthony Edwards, too. He Ivy has that type of, uh, of physical gifts that you just don't see. From from guys, you know, he's, Ivy's not on the same level as Ann Edwards. I'm not I'm not putting him up there, right. but he's he has that type of pop. Like you watch, you string together his ten best plays from this season. You're like, oh, that's the guy. You know, that's the number one overall pick. Yeah, right, right, other right. 40, <laughs> the other thirty eight minutes that he plays. You know, um, but we'll get into that. We'll have you know, I, I you know, we still have a, a few weeks of, of of the college season and then March Madness. I'm, I'm always interested to see how those guys play in the conference tournaments and the big games too. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ivy kind of puts on a show here, but but we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll see. Everybody can call him John Morant Light. I know John Morant has that passing yeah, yeah. gift. Yeah, sure yeah, yeah. He's, he's not there yet. No. Well, yeah. the light part is you gotta be you gotta be heavy on the light. Yeah, heavy on the light. Yeah, yeah. He's John Morant light, you know what I'm saying? So I mean, but there's some good players, like he said, there's some good players in the seven to ten range, twelve yeah. range. I love I like Tari Eason from LSU. I think he's a he's a he's, he, to me, this is a power forward draft. There's some good power forwards in this draft, man. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Oh man, I got man. I'm, I'm, I'm every time I ask, I'm, I'm gonna just keep asking. So you gotta go if you want. <laughs> let, 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 last question, fire away. 
Last question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like a person. This is like personal taste, personal opinion question. Okay. B- because we have a lot of young guys here. And I feel like some people, you know, might overvalue or, or undervalue some of these guys. Who do you feel might be your top three? Let me see top four. Top four young assets on the Knicks right now. Who you feel like, you know what? All else fails. And this is a hard one, I know. All else fails, we got to keep these guys. Um, Yeah, obviously, RJ, you're going to hold on to. Oh, yes, RJ. Um, And I'm not, and I thought Knicks fans underestimated RJ coming into the, you know, coming into his rookie year. He proved them wrong, obviously. I think they overvalued him after his sophomore season. Um, you know, I don't think his ceiling is as high as some as some Knicks fans would like. You know, they project it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think All Star. You know, I don't think he's an All NBA. You know, like top ten player in the NBA. Um, I think he can be, but I definitely think he can be an All Star. Um, you know, his his lows aren't going to be that low. He's a mature professional. He right. can handle New York. Um, he gets it. Plays hard. You know, is willing to get after defensively. Work on his game. You know, you, they heard. You know, you heard it today. Took two hundred free throws. Was like, and he and he's smart enough to know after he the forty six. You know, I should have had a fifty burger. Um, um, you know, you know all that other stuff. So, um, yeah. So, so RJ obviously he, he's a, he's a built foundational building block. Um, outside of that, I don't think there's. I don't think you have an untouchable guy on the roster. Um, I'd like to. I I think I the Knicks should definitely look into moving Randall. Um, this off season. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, obviously that'll be a point of contention. We'll, you know, you can talk about for months in June, July, August. My feeling is um, it's tough to come back from the thumbs down and the, and the bad play and the, and the lack of effort, all that stuff kind of, you know, I think, I think both he and the Knicks would benefit from a divorce right now. Um, I just don't know if he, if he, if, it, if it's going to get much better, even if he plays better, um, you know, is there some jealousy there when they, when the crowd chants for OB or when the, I just, it just doesn't seem like a great fit, you know, a great pairing. Um, I think the Knicks, you, you could make an argument that they would be selling low coming off this disappointing season, but I think another team would value him enough. I mean, even in a bad year, the dude's close to 2010-5. Right. I think he's a great player as a, as a, as a complimentary star, as a, as a second option on a, on a next to, a, you know, another John Morant or, a, or a LeBron or one of these elite, you know, talents, I think, as, as a player that could, would, you know, I, but I think he kind of had a taste of what it's like to be the man in New York City, um, and anything less than that might, might not fit. Um, so I'd, I'd explore trading him. Um, Obi uh, Obi Toppin obviously has great upside. I don't think the Knicks have utilized him. That's a, that's another kind Amen. of knock against. Him. Um, so I don't. I wouldn't want to trade him because I think you're selling low. Um, I think mm-hmm. another shrewd, smart GM said he's being he's he's not properly valued by that franchise. Let me scoop him, put him with a solid coach that will get him up and down the floor, throw the ball in the air, he'll catch it, dunk it, you know, catch him on cuts and, and other things. I don't know why he's a nineteen percent three point shooter. He needs to improve that to be a solid NBA player. His form, his it, all that's too good. So he needs to work on that. That's on him. Um, but uh, again, uh, Grimes, I think, is a piece I wouldn't trade yeah. this off. Um, McBride, I think, is a piece you want to hold on to. Again, find out what you have. Jokovitis is a is a is a player that other teams are going to you know inquire about. Um, Nick should hold on to him. 
Knicks have all their, you know, they have their draft assets kind of lined up. They own all their their first round picks. Have the Mavericks pick coming up. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, all th- the Knicks should consider all trades. Um, you know, uh, you got to decide what to do with Mitch, et cetera. But outside of RJ and Grimes, I think uh, everybody could be had for the right price. Okay, I got I got the sense it's RJ Grimes and Obi from the from deciphering what you're talking about. That's the way I feel you're you're going with. I think you're going RJ Grimes Obi. Yeah, I mean, th- there's you know, um, I, I, am I missing anybody? Quickly, I quickly. would I would move, I would move for the right price. I think Quickly's a good piece. I want him on my team. Um, but again, if you're asking me if there's anybody that I just I, I he's off the table, nah. I, I'd be happy to trade Reddish this summer um, if you can get some decent value in return. Um, and um, you know, I, I think Obi can be a player that you know a good. Uh, a, a, a very quality, you know, seventh player in the rotation, you know, second guard off the bench, play a little point, play some two, right. um, has moxie, has plays with confidence, plays hard, is not afraid to defend. Um, but again, there's, there's flaws in his game. You know, two years in, we can see that he's, you know, he's not a pure point guard. Um, and if he's not shooting, you know, in, in the low, you know, in around 40%, he's not knocking down his three ball. Um, we've seen a lot, you know, teams have taken away his kind of floater in the lane. So um, he's kind of been exposed a little bit this season. Um, and still, even his floor, if this is, you know, is, 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 is still a, a quality rotation player. Um, but again, um, anytime you have the opportunity um, to, uh, you know, to improve your team, uh, he's not a guy I would say, you know, he's off the table. Okay. All right. All right. I agree with all things said, especially the Obi thing, man. I feel like people kind of are falling off the Obi train, but I, I still feel like he hasn't been utilized correctly. Yeah. In the beginning of the season, ah. they was running a lot more pick and roll for him. And then towards this latter half of the season, it seems like he's that went away completely. And he's just been like I a corner shooter drafted, guy. I think they drafted Obi with the intention of him starting. I think they were planning on trading Randall they before that were. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why they drafted him. I, I, I don't think they would have passed on Halliburton if they really thought Randall was going to be like that level of player. They would have probably taken him, but... They, they really were looking for their next power forward. They were putting that out all that summer. So I, I think it ended up Randall being so good that, you know, now you got two power forwards. Yeah, and we yeah. we have to make a move at a certain point, man. I, actually, man, I, I'm kind of tight that the – man, that Halliburton thing kind of really grew me for a loop. I thought he was going to end up getting get, getting the Aaron Fox for sure. I was like, not for sure, but I thought, you know, that could happen for us. But maybe, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. Might be a Colin Sexton situation. Right. Might be a Colin Sexton situation because we definitely need a point guard who can do something. All right. It could be Colin Sexton, Jalen Brunson. Who knows, man? Shoot. Exactly. Exactly, man. All right. All right. All right, fellas. All right. All right, Tommy Budweiser. All right, Tommy Beer in the building. You got to come back, man. You got to come back, Tommy. I'll be around. I'll be around. I got my, my my daughter's waiting for me to take her to the park right now. So right, um, I got right. All right. All right. But yo, definitely, Tommy has a newsletter out. Tommy has a newsletter out. So definitely, definitely subscribe to his newsletter. You already know it's gonna be packed with the stats and the facts. So definitely go to what's on tap with Tommy Beer. It's TommyBeer.substack.com. I'm actually, I'm gonna put that in the in the chat so you guys can go. And, and to check that out and yo thanks thanks again tommy for for blessing us man appreciate it fellas be good take care stay safe and uh, i'll talk to you guys soon all right all right man take care take care Later,
All right, there it is. Gunshots for Tommy. All right. Salute, salute, salute to Tommy Bear. A lot of guys don't know that he was actually a guest on a, on the show before. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, back back in the day. <laughs> back in the oh, day. Back like back back in the day when y'all was in the room. Back in yeah. the day when we was in the in the in in, in Edson Sean's garage. Oh shit. Yeah. If you Dang, you know him when, huh? Wow. Yeah, back in the day when we was at Edson Edson's uh garage. Um what was happening then? I just rewatched the episode today, actually. The 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 um, Worldwide West and Leon Rose first got hired, and Tommy called and he called us and he talked to us and he was talking about um, giving his thoughts about Worldwide West and the hires, and we was kind of asking him, you know, what's the deal with this? Because usually it's an LOL Knicks thing when we hire somebody, and everybody was just loving the, the Leon Rose hire, and we couldn't understand why. <laughs> oh. And he was just kind of like, well, they CAA, so they, you know, they scared to, they scared to criticize. <laughs> oh shoot! Oh shoot! Yeah, man, go oh, back. Shoot. Yeah, you can go back in the archives, and you can see that was in like February 2020 when he, when he called in when we was talking in the garage. Yeah, and he kind of talked. He was on. For, he was writing for Forbes back then. He was writing for Forbes. Yeah, he was writing for Forbes back then. He was writing for Forbes back then. So yeah, so shout out for Tommy wow, Beard. Man. It's his second. A second appearance on the KOT show. On the KOT show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We actually didn't really do like a post game, traditional post game, because um, time was kind of tight. So we kind of had to flip the flip the script real quick. Yeah. Do like a five minute post game, and then like ask them a bunch of questions. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, but it is wow. what it is. It is what it is. Um. I guess we can officially talk about the post game, or or you, do you guys want to actually talk about anything that Tommy said first? Man, it, wow, it's a that's a good question. There's a lot going on. We could there's a lot there's a lot that was covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there was, definitely a lot. There was a lot that was covered. Uh, I I think the last thing that he covered was you know let me ask you guys if you had to name your top four young assets right now, who, who what would you? Do? Who would you pick? You mean guys that are off the table? Yeah, like I will matter what. I do not want to trade these these four guys. Well, as he said, RJ for sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, dang, it's hard after RJ. Uh, Grimes, Grimes, Grimes. Yeah. Um, McBride. I would keep McBride because until we know what he is, like if if we had if we had already played him fifteen games, twenty games, and he stunk, I would trade him. But. Right now, I don't want to because I'm I'm thinking he's a player. I'm thinking he's a player. That's why I, I don't want to I don't want to move him either. So I'm thinking Grimes, McBride, RJ, Obi. It depends. So let me. I mean, if you were telling me I was getting Darren Fox or Halliburton for Obi, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Okay, but so I can't say he's off the table. You know what I'm saying? I can't say he's completely off the table. But right. Um, so, see, so, cause like, okay, so, and, and I know that like a team that's trading a guy like that is not going to ask for a McBride. They don't want a McBride. They don't want, um, you know, they don't want, they, they may want a Grimes, but I'm not giving up Grimes. I'm not giving up RJ. So I just, to me, it's just those two guys. I mean, if you count Mitchell Robinson, I would trade Mitchell Robinson if I was getting Mobamba. I mean, I would trade him to a third yeah. team and, 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 and get Mobamba, but. 
other than that, I wouldn't trade Richard Robinson because I, I mean, I know there's a Miles Miles Turner out there, but I twenty million, I could get Mo Bamba for much cheaper. And yeah, I, and I and like Mo Bamba just as much. So I, I mean, so I'm saying, uh, I can't say he's off the table completely, but I don't care who the player is. I'm not playing trading RJ, and I'm not playing, and I'm not trading Grimes. So I guess it's RJ Grimes and Deuce for me. Right, right, right. I, I agree with you there. I kind of RJ mm-hmm. Grimes. Um, that last one is always, always going to be is, is is that last one is tricky. That last one yeah, is tricky because you can, I, because you can uh, if, make if that same out, argument. If he comes, yeah, but if he comes out in this last, let's say he starts playing after we lose three more games, also he starts playing the last eighteen games, right? Maybe seventeen games, and he averages a double double. Let's say he gets he gets you fifteen and and ten. I'm not trading him. Nah, yeah, you know. Now nah, I get it. You know what it is though. You know what it is. Because of the way Tibbs has managed the game so far, you can make that same argument with like three other kids. So you can say we haven't seen enough Obi, we haven't seen enough Cam, we haven't seen enough Big Brown. You can absolutely. No, I agree. I <laughs> which agree with which you. is I why agree. that right. last one is just like, Ugh. you're right about that. You can make that argument. That's definitely you can make that argument. Like, there's no doubt. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's rough. So it's, it's, I feel like once you get to that third one, it's really like person personal preference. Like who's you ain't one? joking. Like yeah. you can you, you can argue that Obi's upside is so crazy, but it's so untapped because that 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 little week couple of days when Randall was out, he was averaging double double. So I can't right. be mad at you right. if you say Obi. You can say <laughs> right, right. You're right. No, you got an argument. I can't. I can't. Right. But definitely though, RJ and, and Grimes. I'm not. I'm. I'm nah. <laughs> RJ and I'm Grimes. Not. Right. Yeah. yeah I am much. not giving those cats up, man. Uh. Uh-uh. RJ Grimes for sure. With me, RJ Grimes. Um, I'm reluctant to give up on Mitch. That's my me too. opinion. I am too. I'm, no, I'm no, me too because, Margie. yeah, because just for the simple fact, I've seen Mitch put up monster games, and yes. And the thing is, I know he hasn't done well against the top tier centers, but you know, but it's like he he went against MB. MB cooks everybody, so. You can't really hold that against Mitch and Bam out of bio again. That's an all-star big man right there. So again, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 when Mitch is well, but when Mitch is on it, yeah, Mitch is on it. So it's like right, agreed, agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, so I feel like I I, I do want to see Mitch develop further. Like I I at least want to see Mitch for another year or two before I make a final decision about okay if we if we can you know trade for a big name player I, I would include Mitch in that trade or whatever the case may be yeah and of course you know McBride it's hard for me to give up on McBride just for the simple fact like what like what you guys said we haven't seen McBride play so we don't know what McBride can give us you know McBride right. needs a McBride needs a chance to show what he can do and then you right. know once he shows once he shows us what he can do then from there you make a decision on McBride but yeah besides those guys yeah I'm, I'm with you like everybody else they're tradable to me yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. My man, my mind between Mitch, Mitch. Oh, I'm going between now. My, my mind is fighting between Mitch and Obi right now. That's that's wrong. Oh, if at. you had to choose between them two. Yeah, man's like See, I feel like Obi we has a trade, higher upside. If we were trading Randall, if we were trading Randall, then you know, then I'm keeping both of them. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, like, if we yeah, yeah. Now I'm keeping both of them, and, and there's a good possibility they will trade Randall this summer. There's a good possibility. Now I feel you. Cause Mitch, Mitch defensively, you can. I mean, I feel like he, Mitch kind of fell into old habits today when he was placed. I when, think it's just the whole malaise. Remember, his dad was missing, 
you know, and now they're on a losing streak. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a whole bunch of stuff right now. I in the beginning of the year, mostly we played Philly. I think it was earlier this year. Mitch put the lockdown on on MB early. He did. That's why I was out of yeah. shape MB. You know, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was out of shape. That was Zion <laughs> version of MB. Out of shape, Mitch. fairness, they were both out of shape. But I'm saying. I, I don't. I'm not gonna say that he can't guard and beat them. I think he can. I just think he, he really. There's guys that need a point guard. If you give him a point guard, he's a different player. Really, he I, is. Yeah. I believe that. I, I I still feel like he's he fell into some bad habits of um getting a like a little a little handsy on defense and kind of overcommitting because no nah, yeah but yeah I agree with you. Sims I feel like got the 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 raw end of some bad calls personally. But I feel like yeah. I fell into some bad They both did, though. Honestly, that that last foul call on him was ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. And the last and one and the one one of them, he didn't touch Embiid uh, at all. Right. And they called the yeah. foul. And I mean, not at all. And I was like, wait, where's the foul? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I there, agree there was you. definitely a lot of um ticky tack fouls in the game today. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah, but anyway, man, if I have to say it higher, I, I feel like I, I feel I feel like Obi would have the higher upside in my. If he was given the runway to do what he was supposed to do, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think he would, too. I, I think his jump shot would improve if he was getting regular 25, 30 minutes a game. So, I guess I'm going to say Obi. I guess I'm going to say Obi. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, and that's yeah. how I feel today. I'm going to close this. I'm going I'm to I'm change the subject before I change my mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> can I, change my, I can convince myself to change my mind in like two minutes. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's get to these callers, though. Thank you all for being patient, man. Uh. I actually wanted to have you able to talk to Tommy, but the time kind of limited was was a little bit limited. So sorry, sorry about that. Hopefully we can do it another time um, where he can actually sit and talk to you guys. But shout out to, first of all, final super chat from BKNY says rip the bandage off, retire, fire Tibbs, get Kenny Atkinson in here ASAP. I'm sick of seeing Deuce on the bench play the kids. Yeah, man, the sentiment is is mutual. The sentiment is definitely. Yeah, we can't mutual. complain. We can't never. I was trying to defend Tibbs all of the season. Everybody know that, but I can't defend him now. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't. I can't mm-hmm. do it either, man. It's it's getting really tough. I, I I said some on Twitter. I was talking about. I feel like he might be a better teacher than a coach. I feel like he's yeah. the best use of Tibbs is defensive coordinator. Yeah. yeah. That's his best use to me. That's his best use. Uh, other than that, you know, he can't be a head coach. He just, I, he doesn't depend on his staff enough. He doesn't get a consensus. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, change. He doesn't adjust. But if you make him a defensive coordinator, you got the Boston Celtics defense. I mean, you know, yeah, championship defense. Yeah, you know, pretty but, much. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. That's why. I, that's what I'm feeling. I'm like, eh. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's that's and that's what worries me. That's what worries me about the, even the camp situation, man. Because, like, like people are seeing it right now. Like, I was getting killed for being in favor of moving Cam during the trade deadline, but it's only because I don't feel like he's going to actually be able to play, and we're going to lose a draft pick for nothing. I know that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That that I feel the same way because, like, I, if they keep it like this, I don't know. I like. I think Cam is a player, man. But we got to give him some time. Yeah, he has we a chance. Yeah, he has a chance. Some time, man. But he he needs he, we're not gonna figure out what Cam is in in this in a half a season or a season like he needs a few years to be honest with you yeah 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 and 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 the thing is is that if you didn't have a Fournier there you you would have that chance you know but that's the thing you got Fournier there yeah yeah and I, and I, oh go ahead go yeah ahead. And, I, and yeah and I just want to say something right quickly because to me this is concerning because to me. 
the only reason Cam is getting extended minutes right now is because Grimes is hurt. So it's like the only exactly. reason he's getting minutes is because another young player is hurt. Right. And then even right. with Grimes hurt, he's only getting 16 minutes. So can you imagine right. when Grimes comes back? Right. right, but that's right. Be, yeah, that's and that, right. and to be honest with you, Cam's defense is still have a lot to be worked on. Like he he's he's gotten a lot of better better today. I feel like he looked better with the starters, but games before, especially that Miami game, like you can you he got some deflections, but like you I admit you we missed Grimes defensively during that Miami game with that second unit. You, oh yeah, we missed. Him. Yeah, but yeah. Miami's a tough team, man. They're just a tough team. Yeah, they're tough. Man. Cause I feel like they Cam be out of position. You, they sometimes. run you through all kind of stuff. Who was he got? Was he got Duncan Robinson? Was I'm not I'm not sure. I don't remember. I think he was gone, Duncan. Because, yeah, they were running that guy through all kinds of screens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. But he was, he's he got nice length. I love the length that he plays with when he guards the, the uh, passing lanes. He's got nice yeah. length, man. 6'8". Yeah. He's all the 6'8", man. He does. He does. And kicks to me says, Cam and RJ look good together. You're right. Because I actually, I was talking about this earlier today. When Cam, when Cam was playing with this, this, the first unit, there's a little bit more structure and you can kind of see where you can fit in with other players who know where to be more often than mm -hmm. not. And he mm -hmm. looked good. He looked, he looked yeah. a lot better with the, with the starters. And mm -hmm. he, was, he was playing, mm -hmm. I think he's playing in place of RJ at one point because RJ was playing with the second unit. He, he needed a blow. And I think he, uh, was he paired with RJ today? I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, they, yeah. were, they, they were, they were no, paired for, for, for a few minutes. Yeah, right. They did play together yeah, for a few yeah. minutes. I know yeah. on Friday they had a nice fast break together, man. Right, exactly. Did y'all see they had a nice fast break? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yo, and even RJ. Like and go. Yo, and even RJ, I like the progression that RJ is making. And, like, he's starting to, he's starting to, like, headhunt. He's starting to do what the, the teams is doing to us. Where either they would yeah. headhunt Kemba Walker. Like, yesterday, yep. like, the Miami game, he was headhunting Tyler Hero. Um, causing a pick so he can switch on hero and take him to school, and that's how and, and, and score his fifty piece, fifty piece that way. Today he tried it with um. <laughs> today he tried it with 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 Harden. He was trying to get Harden on him and scoring him, but uh, yeah, they help defense. The 76ers help defense is pretty on point. Yeah, uh, I got it. I'm sorry, first I gotta go. Um, my wife has called me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, well, sorry about that. That's, um, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, we still got the callers. I'm sorry, guys. If callers yeah, are still oh, left. They, they, they've been waiting for well, a we had Tommy Beer on here. That's why I yeah, wasn't. Yeah, Tommy yeah, yeah. The, the flow is a little different. But, but salute to you, Raw. Thanks for coming through. And I think hey, this, man. This, this week we have a like, West Coast game, so I'm not sure when, we, when we're going to have you Um, next. We have a game Wednesday and Friday, so you won't see me this week. Right. So maybe the next week we'll see you. So yeah, we have a game Wednesday and Friday. It's next Sunday, I think we have a game. Gotcha, right. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right, so we'll see you. We we'll see Raw next week because we got the Wednesday and Friday games, and you know. Thanks for coming through, Raw. Uh, hey, yes, thank sir. you guys. All right, absolutely. good to see y'all. Good to see you too, man. All okay, right, buddy. let's get it. Next, okay, we got a caller. Callers, thanks for still being here. All right, if he's still here. <laughs> First caller up, we got Jason. What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? Hey, man. I'm not. I mean, obviously we lost. I didn't really want the Knicks to win anyway. I'm not too mad about today. Um, all I'll say is this: Tibbs looked really bad today. Like he looked really bad because players that he hasn't been playing played well. Yep. 
against mm-hmm. a good team. Like people are gonna look at him and say, "Yo, why has why?" And I I already saw it on Twitter. I think Chris Heron was like, "Why hasn't Sims played this year?" Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then why he played Obi and Randall together? They look good. They came back. That's when they actually took the lead. Yep. Why haven't you done that more this year? Yep, I, I tweeted too. I was like, see, I tweeted, see, see, Tim, see what happens when you do something different. But the thing that bothered me though is. I thought Sims. I thought they were playing Sims as a conscious decision to give him more minutes because it was the end of the season. Come to find out, Nurse Noah has plantar fasciitis. Yep. <laughs> Are you surprised? He's been hurt all year, but Taj is, is healthy. That's true. That yeah. is true. Taj is still healthy. He's still playing him over Taj, which you know Tips loves Taj. He'll play him forty minutes if he could. He would, but it's like, yeah. thank goodness because. And Bede is physically a monster. There is no way Tosh is going to play defense on Embiid. You would have to be asked. You'd have to be crazy to try something like that. And he has been crazy because he put Tosh on Andre Drummond. So I'm glad he at least got out of his own way this time. At least put Sims on him, and he was able to actually get a rebound because that's that's literally the reason why we lost the Portland game. He took he took Sims out against. Um, who was yeah, it? Nurkic. Nurkic. And put tiles on him, and we couldn't get a rebound for like six, seven minutes. <laughs> and you don't think the front office is going to look at Tibbs and be like, what the hell were you doing in the Portland game? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and Cam looked good today. He has never, he's rarely ever played Cam, and he looked good today. And, we'll, and the fact that the one thing that's driving mean, two things drive us all crazy is one, McBride didn't play. We're going to see him play Tuesday, though, because he's probably going to go to Westchester on Tuesday. Mm. Um. <laughs> then everyone's mad that in the fourth quarter, when they had they had a unit in that was playing great, and he goes with six minutes left, he's like, "Nope, I gotta bring Burks back in." Yep. Bruh. At that point, I was like, "Yeah, this guy. This is. I mean, this is why he's gonna be fired. He's never gonna be a head coach in the NBA anymore." What does he have against success? Why do you not like to be wrong? I just I don't get it. Burks is getting cooked. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was about to correct. Go ahead. Go ahead. We look the fact that once he brought Burks back in, they got outscored like 15 to like three or something. Yo, put Cam back in. He was playing. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying that it it, it comes comes to a point now where it's like, yo, Burks must have something on Thibs. He blackmailing Thibs. Yeah, man. Because this man cannot get benched for nothing. I, I, I I just don't get it. It's, it's... Yeah, the other thing that drives me crazy about Tibbs, well, I've been maybe it's because the ESPN you could hear him a lot, but you look, he screams so much at the kids every time they make a mistake, they do anything. What are you doing? Ah! When 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 the when the vet like like Randall does it, he don't say nothing. Yeah, man, Randall was a Randall because now we're doing the post game. Randall was a, <laughs> I mean, and, and here's the thing, Randall. Randall was, a tr- I mean, I can, I, you know, I'm not gonna kill Randall today. He's too crazy because, yeah. he's, he, because only because he's played. You can't, you can't. He played full steam ahead for a whole quarter, but you just can't sustain that. You can't sustain that for four quarters. Like I don't know if yeah, he's I mean, watching you Randall. For his defense, but his defense was terrible tonight. No, his defense was this fourth quarter defense was terrible. His fourth, his third, fourth, I mean, third, fourth quarter times, was terrible. Like, when, when you trap it in bead, everyone has to be in the right spot. How many times was he, like, standing there not knowing that someone was cutting behind him or whatever, and then he just, oh, oh, the guy scored on me. Yeah, 
That's exactly yeah, what I'm talking about. Beat, yeah, he got to get, get back beat back to a few times. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and then of course when that happens, you don't see Tim screaming at him. You don't see Tim's doing nothing. You just see him with an angry look on his face, but he don't say nothing. No, yeah, absolutely right. It's funny though because I I kind of smile because he because Tibbs actually screamed at Ali Burks today. He calls a turnover. I, th- I think it was the second quarter. Yeah, I think he called a turnover mm-hmm. the second quarter. Like it was like it was like minutes after he screamed at IQ. And it got Burks in the I'm game, gonna... and then he screamed at Burks. And I, I kind of felt like the ties are turning. He looks like an idiot. Like, look, and I and I I like to I defended him, but like, come on now, like, what are you doing? Like, and, and you can't tell me I couldn't play these kids because look at how well. Like a lot of the year, a lot of people who defended Tibbs, including myself. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'll throw myself under the bus here. Yeah, me too. You I'm know, in, I'm gonna there with the bus. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are worse than me. You know, they would be like, well, you know, the kids are not that good and he's trying to win. He can't play these guys. He played them tonight. Like, like this is what drives me crazy. So a lot of Obi, right? When Obi makes one mistake, he usually benches him. So clearly something was told to him by the front office where they were like, no, you got to play Obi at least like 12, 14 minutes, whatever. You got to like, because Obi got switched on to Harden and Harden scored on him twice and he didn't pull him right away. Yeah. And you know what? The world didn't come to an end. Obi didn't get killed every play, and, and they went on a run. Like right. you gotta let these kids play through but, it. But the that same way you let the Nets play through it. But that, but even that situation was because Mitch and Sims were in foul trouble, and Tibbs was forced to play Obi with Randall. Still got Taj. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You still got. You still right? got you're right. You're right. You're right. I forgot Taj was on the team. And he would have went back to Randall in the past. He would have <laughs> went right. back to Randall and played him 40 minutes, 44 right. minutes, and that's you've done that before. You're right. Yeah, that is true. You're that's absolutely true. right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, man. All good points, man. Fives in the chat. I already saw them. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say this too. The Knicks. I I heard Rose said that they they're talking about they have to extend Randall now. Even if you have to pay him the Robert Williams contract. Because you know what? You can't let him get the free agency. Because Detroit is stupid. They're going to end up throwing him money, and we're not going to match it. So just extend him now. Pay him a little more than he's worth. So you have him. You can always trade him in the offseason. I mean, in the at the deadline next year if you don't want him. Yeah, no, nah, I agree yeah, with you. I, I fully agree. I mean, my I, my argument was to, play, to pay him a couple of years ago the money that – um. What was my? I was saying eight. I was saying eight to ten. That's what I was saying a few years ago, right, Ryan? Yeah. I was saying eight to ten, but you know what? They waited longer, and you have more flexibility because of it. If they end up still paying them that same amount, eight to ten, then it's a win. It's a it's, it's a win. So hopefully, oh, I have one prediction before I leave. I, just, I forgot. I was going to tell you guys this. What's up? It's a future prediction. It's not about like this season, or it's not even really about the off season potentially. My prediction is this: that Randall's next team will be either the Utah Jazz or he'll go back to New Orleans. It might not happen this offseason. It might not happen at the trade deadline. It might not happen until next offseason or the following trade deadline. You can That's my prediction. Are you, already, you, see what he's, you see what he's doing, right, Ryan? You see what he's doing, right? The Utah Jazz or New Orleans. You see yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> well, either for Zion or Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be just Randall. It'll be Randall plus young players plus picks. Right. Uh-huh. But my prediction. That's your prediction? I mean, listen, anything and can it happen. Might not be until the off-se- it might not be until the 2024 trade deadline. Or maybe even the offseason of 2025. Who knows? But I, I just think that's what's going to happen eventually. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you you never know, man. At this point, at this point, you know, there's always some big rumor about these big stars coming to New York. Zion's level, Zion's Zion's trade value right now is at an all time low. Did you guys see the flow in? in yeah, New I was about to mention it. I was just yeah. about to mention it. That's the type of stuff. That's that type of Ben Simmons stuff that makes yeah, a player want to leave. Like that. Huh? So you don't come back from stuff like that. They don't ever forget that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If, if if you guys don't know what we're talking about, there's a video going around Twitter and it's a it's they made a float, a giant float of Zion. Um, I think it was like Mardi Gras or something. And it's Mardi Gras. It's Mardi Gras. And it's a it's a float of Zion and a jersey says one ton on it. And he's huge in the float too. He's yeah. really fat. He looks really fat. They I mean yeah. over overwhelmingly fat on the float. So uh it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, oh, you don't you don't appreciate me. Okay, I'm out. And you mm-hmm. and you just leave. Does he come to the but, Knicks? But, but. I don't know, but I can see him trying to leave for sure. All right, but go ahead, Ryan. But to be fair, though, because just the other day on ESPN, J.J. Reddick, who was a teammate of Zion's for one year in New Orleans, and he's been saying, and he basically said that since Zion stepped foot in New Orleans, that he didn't want to be there. Like, he like he never really ingratiated himself with the franchise, and he's been distant. So, I guess, I guess, I guess the fans are feeling that, you know, Zion don't really want to be there, and that's why they went with the float. But like I said, that's not that's not going to improve relations. That's not going to improve relations. That's just going to make y'all even go further apart. And we could possibly see Zion moving in the near future. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, one of those... they, they have every right to be mad. I mean, the same way the Sixers fans have every right to be mad at Ben Simmons, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not good if you want to keep him. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yo, thanks, thanks for calling, man. I know we got a couple more callers left. Uh, for sure, for sure, yeah. And, and, and man, it's no secret that Leon, Zion's been flirting with New York ever since he's been in the league. Yeah, like he's giving, he's giving us winky faces all since since he's got here. So, but like you just <laughs> never know, you just never know how things shake out. You never know what pieces people are gonna want. You don't know if his price is gonna be too high. You, you just these things are unpredictable. So, and so would, and you know this, he's overweight. But you know, like he's overweight, so there's, there there's that fear. But there's also yeah. the James Harden factor. Is he eating extra cookies so he doesn't have to play? Just like James Harden <laughs> did when he was in Houston, right? Like he just don't know where this dude's brain is at. <laughs> oh man. Next caller up. This is like the most disjointed weird show ever. Next caller up is Big Reaper. Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, thank you guys for taking my call. What's going on? Yeah, you know, obviously you guys already know, like, I wasn't too upset we won. You know, I mean, we lost, so, you know, the sixes, right? Right. So, uh, but, you know, it was a really good conversation you guys had going earlier about, like, you know, especially with Tommy Beers. Uh, I'm, I'm really realizing, though, that, like, um, you know, I don't think Tibbs is going to be here next season. Uh, the reason why is because, like, either – like, the reason why I feel that way is because it makes the front office look incompetent, right? So, especially the camera, you, so you make this Cam Reddish move, you don't have a lot of time. You give up a first-round form, you don't have a lot of time to figure out, like, what to do with them or if you want to re-sign them, and Tiz buries this kid, uh, kid on the bench. And then things are happening in such a way where, because Tiz 
is so stubborn that they have to like maneuver behind the scenes to kind of take pieces away. Right. So Tibbs can like actually play some of these uh, young guys. So uh, I think, you know, if Tibbs comes back next year, given the way Tibbs is, I think the front office actually, you know, if he comes back next year, the front office actually, they end up looking at Compton because then it's like, then why did you, some of the moves you made, why did you make those moves? Uh, because it's it's not even just the Cam Reddish moves. You're talking about like Kemba Walker bringing in like also uh, Fournier. Uh, you know those aren't really like Tips type you know players. At least people that play defense. You know you know he uh, his last creativity on the on the offensive end as well. So right. uh, and so I guess that's why I think you know I don't think he comes back next season uh, because if he comes back the front office actually starts looking confident at that point. And it's unfortunate because it's almost like he's forced in your hand. If he would just like basically once the R star break, if he would have just switched pivot right away to like, you know, focusing on the young guys instead of all this nonsense he's doing, I think he buys himself one more season. But, you know, because he doesn't do that, you know, which I just don't understand it. Um, and it's not like these kids are terrible. They're not even uh, – Cam Reddish is like – like you guys said, he's like – as far as getting to the basket, I think he's the only one who can get to the basket on his team at ease. Smooth. You know, by himself. Smoothly. Yeah. And so yeah. it just doesn't even make any sense. And the other thing I also noticed about, like, uh, not just with Cam Reddish and also with Obi Toppin, the reason why, you know, they – obviously they get – Tiff sticks them in the corner – and I think Tiz basically, they have a way they want to run the offense, right? What they want to try to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times they're discouraged, to, um, you know, they discourage them to, to, pull, uh, to put the ball on the ground. I think a lot of times they tell them, okay, we want to spread the floor. You have that shot, take the shot. And I, especially with Obi, I have a feeling like he's being discouraged from putting the ball on the floor sometimes uh, because it's just a lot of times, even like when he has a one-on-one on a block, like a, a, the Heat game, there's a couple of times he had one-on-one on the block and they just kind of went away from him, you right. know, and it's, um, and so sometimes I just think, you know, it's, um, but anyway, the whole point is I just don't think he's going to come back next year. Cam Reddish, I kind of disagree with Thomas Beers on Cam Reddish is like, maybe he was really, had really bad shot selection, but since he's been here with the Knicks, it's been pretty much, he's been pretty, like his shot selection has been pretty tolerable. He hasn't been, like, you know, out of pocket or anything like that. Uh, And so, you know, uh, that's kind of how I feel. On the defensive end, uh, I feel like the team defense with Cam Reddish, like, you know, with the second unit has struggled. In my opinion, I think a lot of that has to do with Sims. That's the reason Mm. why that second unit defense struggles a lot because he's supposed to be the quarterback. A lot of times it's just like – and he can't really play the way Mitch does. I think we've all been so spoiled especially because of Mitch and then the way um, New Orleans played last year. Right. It's, um, but I just think that second unit, the defense struggling, I think that has a lot more to do with Sims. I just feel like his, you know, his awareness, like, is not that great. And, um, I mean, like, he does some things one-on-one, but, you know, like yeah. the team defense, got a quarterback I just, talk, he has yeah. nowhere. Yeah, a lot of times you'll see balls whizzing right by him. And, you know, he just, like, he doesn't even realize the ball just – Somebody just threw a pass right by him. If he had his hands up or if he had enough awareness, he could have just deflected it. It's happened a couple of times this season. I've seen that. But, um, but yeah, and I'm not really going to talk about dudes. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You can't, I yeah. don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah, I feel and you. Then with, and then with Mitch, you know, I'm really happy that they're, uh, they're, gonna, they're working on trying to re-sign him. 
Um, you know, and that's something you're right, Jay, Jay Ellis. They should have done that like a couple of years ago. I, like I, you know, I was with with you on that. Like, and they should have been trying to sign this kid a lot earlier if they could. Yeah. Uh, because you don't want to like with Mitch. The other thing, from the looks of Mitch is, you know, obviously the relationships with the agents that he has. Like, I, I don't know how many agents he's on now, and he's only his fourth year in the league. You know, Mitch doesn't play with his money. It seems like he's also the kind of person that's easy to slight and he doesn't forget. And so, oh, yeah. you know, I think it's, that's <laughs> oh, why yeah. I've been very nervous. Oh, yeah. I've been very nervous about Mitch. We got him on a really cheap contract. And so, especially if he feels like we took advantage of him on his first contract, you know, yeah, he was a second round pick. You know, I'm not sure what the max they could have signed him to as a second round pick, but, you know, it's like if the Knicks don't come correct, he's leaving. You know, if somebody offers them $5 more than the Knicks do, he's out. You know, so, you know, the Knicks, they better, I think with Mitch, they need to come correct because, you know, uh, he just, he seems like that kind of person. The only thing that may save <laughs> save uh, save us from Mitch leaving is like uh, his show, Mitch's Block Party. They can reboot that. Yeah, man. You know, Bring back, block, you got to put that in the contract. <laughs> Listen, you sign on that line, Mitch's Block Party is on MSG. Yeah. We're going to syndicate it or whatever. It's going to throw some... And we, and we'll be good to go. Yeah. Extra money. <laughs> yeah, get you a co-host. That was a really funny show. Actually, it was it was really he did a really good job on that show. So I think it's something they should uh, really consider bringing back for him. Nah, uh, I agree yeah. With you. I mean, it's uh, yeah. and then just one more thing as far as like people I would um, you know I would keep that are untouchable. Honestly, I've, I think they've done a good job drafting the last few years. I think the problem with Knicks has always been just wasting the draft picks, not right. developing them. Yeah. And I felt, you know, even this whole everybody's talking about like Halliburton. Yeah, it's great. He's playing great. But I just feel like Obi Toppin has just had such a good upside. Like, you know, you yeah. guys know I'm always ragging about, you know, as his advanced stat. Not even just advanced stat, his statistics alone. Just the playing field uh, goal percentages, when you look at it, it just suggests he actually makes good decisions. When you look at his stats, it's just. It just screams good decision maker, right. plays within himself, extremely efficient. He actually, like, you know, um, it's so it's, I mean, he's got one of the highest PER on the team. I think he's got the maybe the second or third highest on the team. I know it's like Mitch, uh, Rose, and Obi. And so, I mean, like, that's all you need to know. And he, like, and he barely plays, you know. So it's, uh, but I think as far as untouchables, I think is is mostly the young kids. I wouldn't even like touch them because I think they're they're pretty good. It's just like I would obviously. I think Birch. They need to get rid of him. Um, and it's not like I don't like him, but it's because of tips. Yeah, that's that's the funny <laughs> thing. Like I would want in a in a in a world where it's a perfect world, I would actually yeah. keep Burks like on the team. Yeah. But I just want to control his role. Like he's a good NBA player. He doesn't he's not he's he's not bad. It's just yeah. the mm-hmm. Tibbs just relies on him way too much. Just way yeah, too exactly. much. And it's, it's it's to our, our future's detriment. That's really what it yeah. is. Like it's it's turning into like everybody hates Kyle kind of Birch thing. Which is unfortunate because he's actually pretty decent. Tibbs, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if you look at Burks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry to cut you off. Um because if you look at Burke's stats today, as you know, because he's playing point guard right now for the Knicks, six points, no assists, two turnovers, minus 19 on the court. I mean, 
Right. Clearly, he's not. Clearly, he's not a point guard. He shouldn't be playing point guard, but they have him has him out there. So, it's 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 just right. Yeah, yeah, it's you're right. Yeah. Uh, the other ones, I would I would definitely trade up. Like even before Burks, definitely Randall, definitely Nerlens. Um, you know, and then Burks is the third one. Honestly, in my opinion, I wouldn't mind keeping Fournier, man. I like you know, I like it's uh, it's not just because of today. He does play pretty well at home. He doesn't play as great on the road, mm-hmm. uh, but I just like you know he's a ter- he's, in my opinion he's still a terrible defender. I oh, he was horrible in defense today for the most part. Yeah, yeah, so, for like a steal. And, you know, I think he's yeah I think he should be either covered by a bunch of you know you need to have straight defensive lineup and then him maybe or just have him come off the bench. Uh, but I do kind of like even though he's terrible in defense, I look I do like how he tries to be aggressive. Like even like he plays the passing lane. It's more recently he's been playing the passing lane a little better, you know. So uh, by him, I, I would consider if I look. I mean, he's he's pretty. I think he's uh, he has good value. If they can trade him for something, you know, uh, a better piece. If he was part of a you know a better package, at least maybe to turn like Randall him and someone else into like one player, right? Uh, one uh, good, guard. Pro- good player. Then yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a point guard. Yeah, then I would 100% do that. Uh, trade, yeah, trade all three of them to uh, to freaking uh, Utah and bring back Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. There you go. Just like your boy Jason, so, man. Just you, yeah, yep. yeah. Appreciate uh, appreciate the appreciate the call, Reaper. Thanks for calling. Right. You guys have a good day. You right. too, man. All right. Yeah, I think I saw some stat that said Evan Fournier's hit like a certain amount of here we go evan fournier has made five threes tonight which gives him 178 made threes on a season tying him with alan houston in 2002 and 2003 for the fifth most in a single season in Knicks history oh wow that's crazy yeah and i kind of agree with reaper too like i know fournier has his liabilities on defense but but since the year started i like the way he's played in 2022 and if the Knicks were to keep him, I wouldn't be opposed to it. It wouldn't be one of those, you know, it wouldn't be one of those situations where I'm like, That's still- he has to be moved. You know what I mean? Like, if the Knicks keep him, I'm not opposed to it. That's one of those things where it's, again, coaching. Like, the yeah. coach needs to keep him accountable. Like, I felt like Tiz kept, kept him more accountable in the, in the earlier part of the year. Not so much now. Uh, Fritz says we have two two more callers. All right, two. Um Let's go, let's go, let's go. I was going to have some more to say, but on well, Reaper's comments, but let's get to these callers. Yeah. Next call up, let us know what your name is and where you're from. Hey, appreciate you taking the call. This is Mike from Michigan. What's going on, Mike from Michigan? Hi, man. Is this your first time calling, Mike? Nah, no, nah, I called before. I, there was another Mike from Michigan that called too. I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of tight about that. Uh, State your claim, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, yeah, salute, Dallas, Ryan G. I, I was gonna salute Raw. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, thought that he left a little bit early, but yeah, I like what Raw is uh is doing outside of his Nick coverage. You know, on his channel. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Uh, he's doing some good work on that too. Absolutely, Raw. So, yeah, I just want to give Raw. Yeah, no doubt. I wanted to give Raw his props on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, uh, and Raw's yeah, on the Mo Bamba right train. Thank, thank. I got, I got Raw on the Mo Bamba train, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Okay, so yeah, jumping right in on, uh, you know, some of the points that y'all touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm gonna start like this. As far as the loss today, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't upset about the loss today. You know, as far, you know, 
compared to some of the other losses that I've seen. And uh, I like seeing the fact that we got some of our young guys, you know, on the court. And, and I, you know, that's going to lead me into my tips thing mm-hmm. in a little bit. But I can, you know, as far as the way our team looks now, man, losing games now compared to other seasons, you know what I'm saying, other lottery bound seasons that I've seen, man, I'm trying to tell you. Like, I listen, I, I was a Knicks fan. You know, I always go on my little soapbox and say how long I was a Knicks fan. But I'm just supposed to throw some names out there, man. That's going to put it in perspective. Okay. Our best player. Our best player at one point was Langston Galloway, and I was still a Knicks fan. Okay, uh, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I was there for the Galloway days uh, uh, when Galloway yeah, was like, a lockdown defender yeah. and he was no, shooting was like, threes. Like 2014 season? Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like was, around there? Right. I was Galloway high. Listen, <laughs> I was mad. I was mad and, and depressed when, when we uh, didn't keep Galloway. That, that lets you know how, how bad our roster was back then. Compared Me to right too. He had a good year, though. He had a good year. All right, I think he had a good year. I think it was his best year, probably. Yeah, no doubt. He definitely had a good year. <laughs> but uh, just like uh, just to throw another name out there, just like my man uh, Landry Fields, once he left the Knicks, we never heard from him again. Oh, oh yeah, you know man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I was thinking about remember, Landry Fields with when quickly hey, was having hey. his struggles this year. Right. <laughs> Listen, I remember seeing Spike with a Landry Fields jersey at one point. But yeah. hey, he, he was True. doing his thing for us. I, you know. That's not, not, not to diss him or nothing. That's anyway, another name, you know, Noah Von Lee was Noah our best Va- player at Oh, Lee. Noah Von Lee. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. The Giannis stopper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And, and then, the, the last but not least, I'm going to throw this out there and keep it moving. I was a Knicks fan when Emmanuel Moutier was our featured player, dog. Come oh, on. man. Moutier, so, Doutier. Moutier. <laughs> The Tank Commander, not the Moody. Who came up with that name? That name is crazy. Yeah, uh, I wonder who did come up with that name. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so I'm saying all that to say this, to drive my point home, that this team got young talent, man. This team is, is far better than, than, you know what I'm saying, some of those others. It was hopeless. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we make the right coaching change or we get Tibbs, you know, in the right headspace as far as getting on the uh, – you know, on the same page with the front office, and uh, we good to go. You know I agree. As far as yeah. the, the guys, yeah, as far as the guys that, that, you know, to touch on what you were saying earlier, the untradeables to me, I'm definitely not trying to trade RJ. I'm not trying to see RJ go. I mean, that's a given. I think, you know, we pretty much, everyone pretty much agrees on that now, even the RJ haters. I mean, they got to come around. Facts, they here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The RJ, yeah, RJ, um, Grimes. Uh, yeah, Grimes definitely. Grimes is another one. We got to keep Grimes. And uh, after that, I mean, I, I want to see McBride stay too, man. Because like my man was saying earlier, we don't really know what we got with McBride yet. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what we got. But all I do know is when when we do send him down to the G League, he, he he's definitely he, he's not G League material. He he's definitely outplayed yeah. his sense in the G League. That's yeah. Right. You know what I mean, so yeah, so so that that's where I'm at with that. On the Mitch thing, hey, man, so Mitch, I, I like what Mitch is doing. You know what I'm saying? At times, he, he, he really shows up with his offensive rebounding and his shot blocking and, and just, you know, being able to to affect things on defense. But when I'm looking at the game that uh, my man had today, uh, our rookie Sim, you know, and he gave us 10 rebounds, no points. Tell me that don't look like a lot of Mitch games for you. And I mean, so, I mean – yeah, yeah, I mean the the rebounding specifically. 
I think was mm-hmm. impressive because of who he was rebounding against and the amount of time. He got like 10 rebounds in, I think, in nine minutes and something seconds. So it, it was at no time at all. So I, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you there. So, I mean, I mean, I, I low-key, I think that's why he drafted him, just in case Mitch left. Yeah, but yeah, at the so moment... Oh, right, sorry right. about that. No, I was just saying that. Yeah, but at the moment, Mitch is Mitch is still better because Sims defensively his positioning is still kind of off compared to Mitch. Mitch yeah. is Mitch is better. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a he's a better player when it comes to defense positioning today. Absolutely. But yeah, if, yeah, but yeah. if you're talking about rebounds and stuff like that, like yeah, he seemed like he would be on par with Mitch with rebounding and stuff like that. I feel like he might be a better rebounder yeah. than he might be a better overall rebounder in the long run. To me. Right, that's what I'm. But um, I feel like Mitch's Mitch's ups, Mitch's shot blocking. I think I don't. He'll be able to touch. I don't think. That's just my opinion. But go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I agree with you on that. The shot blocking, we definitely. Uh, Mitch has probably got him on that. He, even even on the uh, development track, mm-hmm. but everything else as far yeah. as their their development track and as far as like. You know, NBA minutes, like it, projecting him out to the minutes that Mitch is at now as far as minutes played in the league, mm-hmm. I don't see much of a difference in those two as far as their potential other than we're losing some of that shot blocking, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt sure. we're going to lose some of that shot blocking by, by losing Mitch as opposed to, you know, uh, losing Sims down the line or whatever. So, yeah, definitely agree with you on that. Um, so, yeah, that, that was – yeah, I think that was pretty much it. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the cam thing. I feel like worst case scenario, we can flip Cam for a first rounder next year. Maybe, probably the right thing, just basically on off that whole potential thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every time somebody talks about Cam, we talk about his potential, potential to be, you know, upside, upside potential, and that's what you drafted in the first round anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. We might be able to. We 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 might be able to. You know, worst case scenario, we might be able to. If we don't, then. You know, I'm not really, I'm not really too hurt about that. You know, as long as, as long as we actually get a chance to see him play, and that goes back to the Tibbs thing, man, for next yeah. season. Absolutely. Okay, so yeah, that there, yeah, so there's that. Last but not least, and I'm gonna let you go. You know, fan. So maybe you can get somebody else. Man, the guy you had on earlier, uh, Mr. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yo, that is my dude for saying. We got to get rid of Randall this offseason. <laughs> that is my guy. Yeah, he said it was chest too. Like he's... Pay that man. Yo. Right. Like I said, pay that man for services rendered and let's go. <laughs> so I appreciate y'all taking the call, gentlemen. I- I'm-, I'm gonna leave y'all on that. Thank you. All right, man. All right, man. Thanks. Salute to you, Mike, Michigan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I saw. Yo, just. Okay, yeah, sorry to cut you off, man, but um, before we get to the next call, and um, yeah, so Fred Cass just posted something from Thibodeau regarding Nellis Noel, and he said that I want him to get through some practices first before we throw him back in, back in there. At this point, what you don't want is you're in for a game and out for a game, in for a game, out for a game, so I want him to get healthy. So I think that's part of the reason why Thibodeau is playing Sims right now, because Nellis Noel is not fully healthy at the moment. Got you understandable okay all right i mean i guess he's over Taj, so that's better than nothing but he's not over yeah i no guess well. right i just don't like i feel like i feel like i was misled and led astray because <laughs> you know it was like oh why'd you why are you playing sims all of a sudden 
Oh, we just want to get a look at him. That's not true. It's not true. That's it's not true. That's a lie. It's not fully healthy. That's the reason why Tibbs get a player time right now. Exactly. So stop it. That's that's all I'm trying to say. That's that's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> and shout out somebody was like, "Yo, Jay, you didn't come up with uh Boudier and Tank Commander." CP did. CP came up with Tank Commander. That's CP's thing. But the the Boudier thing that happened before uh before cp i'll just say that and it's documented it's documented on youtube i'll just say that (laughs) (laughs) that's documented on youtube but okay okay ot has no what's up all right (laughs) next caller up and you're not getting blocked for that next caller up uh let us know what your name is and where you're from hey what's going on fellas this is uh soul finger calling out of san diego all right. All right. All right. West Coast. What's going on, Fingers, man? Been a minute, man. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. I think last time I was on, Moby Dick was still a sardine. So it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, you know, with today's game, I wasn't upset. You know, I was like, all right, cool. Well, only thing I was upset about was the officiating the free throws. I was like, come on, fellas. All those free throws. It would have been a different game if they'd been able to hit the free throws. And I've been screaming that all season. Yeah, got to hit the free throws. Got to hit them for real. But but the problem, the officiating, man. And I get it. I get it. Um, you have superstars, stars. Everybody has a level of play. But you can't tell me that one play they let it ride. MB traveled out his American Express, and it was <laughs> it was right there for everybody to yeah, see, man. Frequent flyer miles, man. Yep, <laughs> man. And then the fouls. They called the one on Obi, and Obi was coming. Oh, that's a foul. I was like, where's the foul? They were calling some bad fouls. And this is the first time I've seen both centers foul out. That one that one rough, James Williams, he was like, he, either, he had a bipolar whistle, man. He was either really fast with it or he was extremely slow with it. He waited well after the fact. We get ready to run down the court. He called foul. I'm like, bro, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. remember his so, name because I, I makes me, it makes it more personal when I'm pissed. James Williams is, is a rough name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I remember, I remember those names. Like the Ed Malloy, that's another one I Ed remember. Malloy, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I know him, yeah. They do, man, they do us, man. I mean, I'm like, bro, we can't. We can't get no love. I mean, we, they treat us worse than a wet food stamp, bro. It's horrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> and oh, um, but the, and, and the thing about it is, you know, um, the way these young players are playing, like Sims. Sims played a good game considering everything that went on. Right. He the 10 rebounds and yelled his own considering. But the thing about it is, just imagine if he would have been playing Sims all season, giving him more playing time. Then he mm. would be – ready for certain situations to be able to handle things. Because after this MB hit him with the when he got the re, the the reach up file, the uh the rip through file, yeah. You saw Sims hold his different, attacked him different. Yeah. But then the refs kinda of played a part there and put him in. Now, it was bad that he did reach with the left. I saw that. But a lot of the other files that Sims got were bad files. Same for some with Mitch. And with and then with Mitch, the the front office right now, man, they sweating bullets, man. It's like it, it's like Jerry. It's not. Uh, it's like Jerry Springer when they're reading out the results of this kid. They just <laughs> sweating right now, man. Yeah, this guy's the analogy. They, they let it go too long. Right. Yeah, they, they, they let it go too long, man. Because you know Detroit is like Detroit. They looking at chops. They're gonna try to get Mitch, and now you're gonna be paying even more. And Mitch is the kind of cat, like you said. I think you said it, Jail is. Uh, uh, I think you said that Mitch seems like the kind of cat. He holds receipts. He's like, yeah, you did me wrong. And he's going to get that money that he lost in that previous contract. 
I didn't say it. But I can I really see that happening. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was either you or Roger. Somebody said it, uh, but I, I really see that happening. And then, and as far as Tibbs, I I didn't want Tibbs for the team. I have nothing, you know. I respect what he does is get down, but it wears out real fast, and it's been is a proven track record of that. But for a team with young players like this, you needed a coach that can relate to the players. And you know, a lot of us, you know, they're saying, "Oh, he's off the Jeff Van Gundy, Pat Riley coaching tree." Well, so is Eric Spolster. True, you know, yeah, Eric Spolster the same way. Eric Spolster makes those he he's related to his young players. He coaches hard. He's a defensive minded coach, but he also makes a lot of those in game adjustments. So, oh, you want to do this? Well, I'm gonna do that. Case yeah. in point, in the Miami game, in the Miami game, RJ was giving them the business. He was torching them. I mean, he was all up in them like a wedgie. And what Eric Spolster <laughs> did, he made his adjustments to try to keep the ball out of RJ hand. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I saw him kind of try to make adjustments today on the defensive end when they were trying to, like, you know, take a double off of five Thiefel and, and, and then go into double – I mean, double MB with, with Thiefel's man, but still, mm-hmm. still not enough adjustments made. Still not enough adjustments made. Yeah, it's made. not. It's not. But, but it's even, not. The, and the thing – Oh my bad, my bad. I didn't mean to cut y'all. Uh yeah, the only other adjustment I, I did like was Cam running with this Cam running with the first unit. I like that adjustment. Yes. That's the best adjustment I and, saw and, today. And, and then she's and I was going to get to Cam. The, the game previous in Miami went and I I've been I've been jumping up and down on this one. Because it was beautiful beautiful to see Cam and RJ together on the court. But when Cam jumped the pass, got it to RJ, and right. RJ hit him back right off. To get it. That's <laughs> like right <laughs> you know, that's the future. And then to give him out there again, because look, look, they were making a better run. Fournier, Fournier, man, he he's frustrating, man. He is frustrating because his defense is so atrocious, man. He can't put a cover on the bed. It's bad. <laughs> but he'll come in and but then he'll come out and hit some shots, but then he'll take some bad shots, and then if you got hair, you pulling it out. Yeah, you know, you sitting there like, man, what are you doing? But you know, the other teams that had him, they hit him well. His defensive deficiencies. Um, but Tibbs is not the right coach for this team. But I don't, and I'm gonna say something that's not gonna be very popular. What I'm about to say, I don't think they're gonna get rid of Tibbs, Tibbs over the over, over the uh, off season. I think they're gonna give him another year for the simple fact that the, the contract is. I think he's is it five years guaranteed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and and it's it's a and then it goes to the politics of the whole thing. All the Knicks are doing the thing again and blah blah blah. You know, people are talking about coach of the year and all this. And man, bump coach of the year. You if you're gonna do it one, that means last season was a fluke. If you're going from the fourth seed to not even making the playoffs, and I'm not, I can't all put it on tears because the front office is a big blame part of the blame too. Right. Because you brought him, you got him the wrong players for his system and everything. We need a point guard, yet you don't get us a veteran point guard. Well, you you, you got Kimball who felt kind of, I guess, you know, they looked at him as manna for heaven, from heaven getting cut loose. But the man got one. He got a half a kneecap. We just get <laughs> Yo, picks with Timmy you know? the is killing me right now. <laughs> man. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not even going to lie, man. I, and, and thanks for calling because I got to get to the next caller. You made yeah. all, all good points. I definitely enjoyed you, Soulfinger. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie though. Like, I kind of agree. Like, I'm not sure if it's a sure thing that Tom is gonna leave because they're still cool. And I think, like, if I feel like if he makes adjustments, because he's starting to make some a little bit, but I wonder if that's gonna be enough. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I, I thought he was more on the way when I thought Nerlens Noel was healthy, and Sims was like playing over Noel and Toss. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's trying to keep his job. Okay, the, the front office is getting through to him, but you know, it, finding out Noel is healthy makes it seem not as 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 cool, even though he's playing over Tosh. But I need to see, I need to see more of that. But I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not completely sure either that he's gonna be fired. Yes, Sammy, I agree. I mean, I would like for it to be fair, and if the Knicks decide that they want to go in the direction of playing the young guys and seeing what they got in their young guys and develop them as opposed to playing their vets and trying to, I guess, quote-unquote, win games, you know, if you're going to go in the direction of playing the young guys, I don't think Tibbs is the right coach. So I think it's going to depend a lot on what the front office wants and what Thibs is going to give them. But I agree. I, I, I can't see Thibs being fired after this season as much as I would want him to go if the Knicks go in that direction of playing the young guys as opposed to playing the vets. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I'm with, I think it's going to be one more season, bare minimum. And um, you just got to hope that, man, that the front office has some type of a little bit more pull, especially with this Cam Reddish stuff, especially. All right. All right, man. That was that was the last caller. Okay, my bad. I didn't realize that was the last caller. I th- for some reason, I thought it was, there was one more left. But um, yo, if you like the show so far, yo, shout. Out, first of all, shout out to Tommy Beer. Shout out to Tommy Beer. Um, I'm gonna post this. Everybody's watching on the KOT show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something right now. All right. I'll tell you something right now. I'm going to. I'm I'm I'm, I'm switching to the single. Single view to tell you guys this. I'm going to post a, a Tommy Beer clip on Twitter, right? And I want y'all, y'all to, like, repost and tag and like all that stuff on Twitter. Right, we're on Twitter, we are DKOT Show. And I'm going to thank Tommy. And I'm also going to ask y'all, who else do you want us to bring on? So we can try to get more more guests on here, more beat writers, more, whether it be Ian, John Schultz. Whatever, and then wherever y'all tag, we're gonna try to get them on. That's what we're gonna try it, all right? So, shout out to everybody if you enjoyed the Tommy interview. Um, we're gonna try to get a lot more guests on here, um, who are respected in around Knicks Nation, and hopefully, we can have a lot more of these types of conversations moving forward, all right? But be sure if you haven't followed us already, go to the KOT show on Twitter, um, follow us there, and when we post a video of some of the Tommy conversations, let me know who you want next. And we're going to try to get somebody else on here, all right? All right, cool, cool, cool. Well, shout out to everybody who's rocking, rocking with us on a Sunday after a loss. All right. Cool, 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 cool. All right, man. Um, I think that's the show. I think we, we talked about everything. If you like the program, please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button and comment, 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 comment. And you know what? I'm gonna try to chop up a video and post it over there so you can guys can to do comment on that stuff as well. The the likes and the comments and the share is gonna help us tremendously. It's gonna help grow the channel. It's gonna help to get the awareness out. And um, and yeah, listen, we're gonna be here after every game. This week is a West Coast trip, so which means I won't be sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be up late, late. I'm gonna be up late, late. I'm not sure if Ryan is joining us or not, but. It might be me. It might be me and Ryan on Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, as long as it's weekdays. But, but like, Wednesday, Friday, I think Sunday, yeah, I'll be here. 
So you're gonna be here. We, okay, well, so it's gonna be me and Ryan G holding it down, doing twelve midnight shows. All right, talking talking with you guys in Knicks Nation. So definitely watch out for us on Wednesday. I think Wednesday's a seven thirty show. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Wednesday's not a late game because that's Sixers. That's the Sixers, but fr- I think Friday yeah. might be a late game. And then we have a few other games in a row. I think Friday and Sunday might be late games. So definitely like and subscribe to the channel and watch watch out for us for these next games. All right. All right. All right. That is our show, man. Long show, unorthodox show. A show that didn't have the format that we usually have. But, you know, we're trying something different today. And that's, that's what happens sometimes when you try something different. <laughs> JLS, you never said what happened. Do you have to DM me? What happened with what, Walter? <laughs> but shout out to everybody here in the chat. Shout out to Big Reaper. Shout out to Walker Inge. Shout out to Krillin's un, uh, Underlow. Uh, shout out to We Surveyed 100 People. Shout out to Be Civilized. Shout out to Nick Yak. Shout out to Prezi the Boss. Who else? Who else? Who else? Picks for Timmy is always rocking with us. Shout out to Picks for Timmy. Rick V. Vibe Shop. SP. Alton Lee. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show, all right? Thanks, man. Thanks, 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 thanks. Shout out to you, Be Civilized. All right, that's our show. Ryan G, let him know where to can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. I also got Sir G's Corner on Instagram. I'm going to be coming up with more videos soon. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of busy lately, and um, you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. Cool, cool, cool. You already know what it is. We can follow us on all social medias. Uh, you can find us on you know the K O T show on Twitter, as always. You can find us on the Nick of Time show on Instagram, and also on Facebook. Uh, you can get our the, the snapbacks at the K O T show. NickaTimeShow.com. So that's catalog. Shout out to people. Somebody just bought like a Mitt shirt. Um, some hats I just sold. So shout out to people who's who's buying some Nick's merch. And yeah, also you're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher as well, man. So definitely follow us on those those uh, listening platforms as well. And yeah, man, enjoyed you guys. It's a loss, but you know we lose. We used to this now, man. We used to this. This is no big deal. More ping pong balls for us. Alright? <laughs> Let the ping pong balls roll. And you know, so that's our show, and as always. Shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, alright? That is our show. We are out of here. Peace.